What's going on, everyone? There has been a lot of news going around in the sports world recently, and I am here to talk about it. That being said, I'm Adam Maven, and this is episode 25 of Make Your Point. So, welcome back to this amazing new episode of Make Your Point. Today is July 24th. 18 days since I filmed the previous episode of Make Your Point. As you can see, I am still alone. Um, as you can see, my varsity water polo goalie co-host Zachary Roisman is still not here with me. But he did leave a message that says, Hi everyone, I am currently in a cabin in a forest with no internet. This message was sent via an owl. Adam remains inferior to me despite my solitude. This should remain at the top of everyone's minds as they view the following video. Well, Zach, thank you for that letter. Uh, you are missed, and uh, and we hope you're here back with me very, very soon. Uh, but for the time being, there's still got a lot of stuff I got to talk about. You know, still a lot of things happening in the sports world. Uh, last time I filmed Make Your Point, which, like I said, 18 days ago, uh, it was right before the NBA Finals happened. So obviously, that's the, between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Phoenix Suns. On that episode, I made my prediction, and I explained why. Um, I said, at the time, there was still a little bit of uncertainty about whether Giannis would be playing or not. He was injured, obviously, uh, at the beginning of the series, at the end of the Nets series. So I was like, okay, if, if Giannis doesn't play, I think the Suns win in five. Easy. Then uh, Giannis, And I said, if Giannis does play, then it's going to be... Suns and six. I, I said, no matter what, the Suns were going to win. I wanted them to win. I wanted Chris Paul to get his first NBA Finals. I really felt like he deserved it. Um, uh, and, and he should have that championship to fulfill his legacy of being one of the all-time greatest point guards to ever play the game of basketball. Uh, obviously, Devin Booker's there, DeAndre Aiden, uh, Jay Crowder. Uh, they, and they just have such a good squad down there in Phoenix. I really wanted them to win. But Giannis had his had, Giannis had his own plans. Giannis ended up playing. Uh, they the Suns were up to two zero in the finals, uh, like the Mavs were against the Heat in 06. and uh, the Bucks ran the table. They they next four games uh, <laughs> had them in the bag. They were just playing out of their minds. Giannis was unbelievable in game uh, six. He was just playing out of his mind. 50 points. Uh, he went to Chick fil A after the 50 piece, the 50 piece nuggets, you know. Uh, but um, he was, Giannis was unbelievable in that game. So, all the props in the world to the Bucks and the Suns um, for, for play, it was a great NBA Finals to watch. Uh, a lot of twists and turns and things you didn't see coming. Um, shout out to Chris Middleton, who played amazing as well. Uh, Mike Budenholzer, whose job has been in the hot seat for a while, who got that championship that they've just been thriving for. And for Monty Williams going into their locker room afterwards and, and, and telling them congrats. And uh, Giannis actually said afterwards that he thinks that both teams could be back next year. And, and so he was very grateful that Monty Williams did that. And I agree. Uh, so like gentlemanly and, and a, a great sportsmanship, uh, especially after losing such a big game like that. So 
but still, amazing finals, amazing NBA finals. Giannis played out of his mind in the past couple games, just completely wiping the floor with the Suns. It's like they ha- they stood no chance. They didn't have the height to match up with him. They would have DeAndre Aiden on the floor, who's seven feet tall, with all guys under six, seven. Like Jay Crowder sometimes was playing center on the floor against Brook Lopez. It wasn't working what, what Monty Williams had going on. And, and to be fair, it's not his fault. You're trying to put the best talent out on the floor. It's just a matter of if they can match up um, height-wise, talent-wise with those of the Bucks And talent, I believe they do. But yeah, there's no stopping Giannis when he's posting up or, or when he's driving in the paint. Uh, Jay Crowder, obviously, is a great defender. He did it against Miami uh, with Miami last year against Giannis and, and ha- played a major role in slowing Giannis down and building that kind of wall defense. But this, this summer, uh, Giannis just completely destroyed any chance that the Suns tried to stop them or any team, really, throughout the playoffs. So major props to him. He deserves uh, everything in the world. Um, but th- that's really been the biggest thing. So uh, last episode was, was before the finals. This episode is, is recapping the finals. Uh, but uh, there's still been a couple of things that are going on right now, which uh, I, I do think take precedent over the NBA Finals. The NBA Finals pass. It's old news now. Giannis is, is uh, amazing. Chris Middleton played good. Uh, Chris Paul, we still want him to get that championship. We all know this. Oh, by the way, didn't even mention Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, and, and Devin Booker are on a plane right now to fly to Tokyo to play in the Olympics. And they just played each other in the finals. Like, like that, the courage Devin Booker ha- must have right now, unbelievable to just do that. But anyways, uh, the, the good luck team USA in the Olympics. But, um, but there are a couple other things that I think are a little bit more important right now or more relevant in the news. Number one, still being Aaron Rodgers. What is going on, man? Like Aaron Rodgers, one of the most talented quarterbacks of my lifetime of, of, of all of football history. Turned down another contract extension from the Packers, proving that this just isn't about the money, proving that this isn't just about being the highest paid quarterback in the league. This is about loyalty and it's about being treated right. And it's about what and Tom Brady uh, kind of had the same thing after 20 years, giving your all to an organization and, and winning six championships and, and, and just showing you're the greatest of all time. Number one, not getting paid right away and saying, sure, you you helped us win all these championships. We're giving you all this money. You're our guy. We're keeping you. The Patriots didn't do that with Brady. They were like, we only give you this much. We don't want to extend. We don't want to do this because you're old. You're 42. You can't do it. Proved again last year. 40, 43 goes out, wins, wins another Super Bowl at number seven. By the way, he got his ring, which is just sick. But but Aaron, same thing's happening with Aaron Rodgers. The the Packers just have screwed up on so many levels, and, they, and they've built – their grave and they're lying in it. They can't get out right now. Aaron Rodgers has all the leverage and major props to him because not not only is he just chilling right now and he's enjoying life. He he's not showing up to training camp. He he's a part owner of the Milwaukee Bucks, so he won a championship this year. He is just living his life and, and hanging out. And obviously, there's a lot of rumors on whether he's going to retire, if he's going to get traded, if he's going to leave, everything like that. Uh, but I'm very excited to see where he goes and what he's going to do. Uh, but last night, some pretty other news broke. Uh, like I said, today's July 24th, so a couple days ago uh, yesterday. Ian Rappaport, a couple other reporters, tweeted out that con- uh, contract extension talks with Devonta Adams and the Packers have completely come to a halt. Um, so Devonta Adams, now the number one, Aaron Rodgers' number one guy, uh, 
isn't looking for that contract extension right now with the Packers. Not sure if he wants to stay there. My biggest thought is that because the Packers aren't treating Aaron right, they're not. Uh, he's standing by his quarterback, which I think would be is a great thing. Extremely loyal. I love that. Uh, but you know, it's like it's really uh, it, it's it's scary for them. Uh, in ter- like obviously they still have some weapons. They got Bob Tanyan there. Uh, you still got Aaron Jones there. You have all your players and things. You're really missing those two stars the, the your guys the guys that have been leading you to nfc championships who have been making this team really work and now his contract extension stop he's going to become a free agent after this year aaron Rodgers, we still don't know what's going on with him if he's going to end up playing for the packers or if he's going to get traded or go somewhere else but last night which i think is hilarious aaron Rodgers and Devonte adams on their instagram stories both <laughs> tweeted out this picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist pumping, saying, "Like you're my guy. It's me and you, uh, Batman, Robin. Like, like we do this together. We don't win without each other. If we weren't on this team together, our team wouldn't be winning." So they both tweeted that out, made a little bit of a subtle hint, and uh, and the world took notice. Let me tell you, and I can assure you that Mark Murphy, Brian Guntagunst, everyone is uh, freaking out over over up there in Green Bay. Uh, because they want to keep their team together. Anyways, speaking of teams being kept together, the NFL has caused a little bit of drama themselves, not just from the Packers, but the NFL has said that if a vac- if a COVID outbreak happens among a team started by unvaccinated players, that team can receive financial losses they can also be forced to forfeit games which would put losses on their record and affect their playoff seating potentially and a lot of players are not liking this they're saying look just because i don't want to get the vaccine doesn't mean my team should have been penalized devonta uh, and sorry not devonta adams deandre hopkins took notice and and he i don't have the tweet in front of me but he he basically said it's really making me question my future in the NFL that it, I, I think it's really unfair and um and, and y- you know what I I Michael and it, it's it's really difficult because uh you know of course he should have his and it's by the way the, tw- the tweet has been deleted since but um but you know DeAndre Hopkins should be able to put himself out there without any repercussions like that. Um, but the backlash he got was 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 more than expected. Um, people like Michael Irvin uh, were, were out there saying, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of the Cowboys for not reaching the vaccination threshold. Each team was required to meet a certain percentage uh, or, or try, tried to meet a, a certain percentage, and a lot of players or coaches didn't want to get the vaccine. Um, so he basically said like if you're not getting the vaccine that doesn't mean you want to win it means you're not trying to fight for a championship because you you should want to be able to play football a lot of a few coaches one on the vikings one on the patriots both uh have been dismissed from their jobs uh, because they did not want to get the vaccine because the nfl also said that there are like different tier levels of there's like a tier one coaches and staff and whatever who like need to have the vaccine to be on the sidelines like that and then the players aren't required, but now the NFL is basically saying, hey, 
uh, if you don't get the vaccine, your team's going to lose and you're going to get fined like $15,000. So they're basically making it mandatory without actually making it mandatory, which is a whole nother thing in itself, by the way. But um, I just hope I, I'm extremely excited for this season. And, and I want uh, I want the season to be competitive. Obviously, last offseason uh, or uh, this this offseason, I mean, um, leading up to this season, there's been a lot of moves, a lot of uh, rookies that I'm excited to see, a lot of play, uh, star players switch teams or, or, or moved around, and obviously there's been a lot of drama. But but this is going to be a very competitive season with a lot of competitive divisions who are going to make runs for the, uh, for the championships, teams that maybe had a lot of injury issues last year, i.e. 49ers, uh, or or teams that uh, might have gone a little too early in the playoffs who might want to make an, uh, a little bit of a bigger push in the playoffs like the Ravens. Uh, so obvi- the teams that are coming back or teams that are starting new like the Jaguars, just every- there's, it's just so exciting right now. And I just hope that uh, there's not too many outbreaks or things or more players will get the vaccines so that we can see the season that, that I know they want to play and that we all as, as fans and, and lovers of the game of football want to see. So, so yes, like, like, let, let's do this. Let, let's, let's get this, this season going. It, it, we're, we're a month away, a, a couple weeks away from preseason games and it's very exciting. So hopefully more, uh, more players will get the vaccine and we can have the season that, that we all want. And that, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, obviously, you can see I'm a little at a loss for words on it because I know it can be a very a pretty controversial topic. But at the end of the day, um, uh, they're, they're still trying to produce a season and still try to put on um, uh, 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 NFL season, which, unlike last season, uh, hopefully won't have as many COVID cases or or. or uh, schedule switches or stoppages to the season. Uh, last year was just a mess, not on purpose, but it just was. So hopefully this season will be better, you know. But uh, yeah, okay. That being said, um, I think we're good here. Uh, and last week, last time filmed an episode, uh, I introduced a brand new segment called. Adam's answers. Obviously, you love that segment. Got a lot of feedback on it. You see all the, the tweets and comments right here in the comment section. Oh my God, Adam, I love your segment. It's great. I love how you answer those questions. You're so intelligent, so smart. Um, and Zach wrote me a note saying that um, you did a great job on that episode, and I'm very proud of you. And um, and you are the real face of Make Your Point. And I was like, damn, Zach, that that really means a lot to me, man. But um, I'm bringing that segment back today. Uh, Adam's Answers is back again, but with a little bit of a different twist. Obviously, like I said, we're a couple weeks away from the football season. And what is the biggest thing that happens during football season? Fantasy football, rankings, drafts, money, competitions. I don't know. Fantasy football is so much fun. Just being able to uh, do that with your friends and draft teams and and compete every year. Um, I do it with my friends. I'm, I'm in leagues and uh, and we always have a great time. So I reached out to some of my friends and posted on my stories and said, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to be answering your questions again. Uh, offer some fantasy football related questions to me and I'm going to uh, lay them out and answer them on this new episode of Make Your Point. So here we go. Adam's answers.
Alright, so, like you heard, um, I'm going to be answering some fantasy football-related questions. Like I said, some players this offseason have moved teams. Uh, there are some rookies in the mix, some players who might be having somewhat of a better season or breakout season or returning from injury. So, fantasy football this year, and, and again, kind of going back to the COVID thing a little bit, just um, hopefully fantasy last year fantasy was difficult because a lot of players were going on IR or, or COVID reserve um, and, and out for a couple of weeks. So then people would have to pick up and in like your reserve spot and things. So last year was definitely difficult in terms of fantasy football wise uh, and, and drafting the right team. And you couldn't have it was very difficult, if, especially if you had a lot of players on bye weeks and some people on your team with COVID who uh, players who might not even have COVID, but just uh, were came in close contact and were forced to sit out a week. So last year was difficult, and hopefully this year is going to be a lot smoother. But I'm very excited to answer these questions, so let's see what we got because I'm so excited for fantasy football this year, and I, hopefully you guys are too. But here's the first one. Very simple. A.J. Brown or Julio Jones? Um, this is a definitely a tricky question for me, um, but... I'm going to go, and I know this might be a shock, but and I probably just gave my answer away, but I'm going to say A.J. Brown. Um, A.J. Brown in the past few years has turned into one of the premier wide receivers in the league. Obviously, Ryan Tannehill has been throwing the ball to him great. Uh, they have another. They have Derrick Henry there, and they had Jonu Smith, who is no longer with them. But A.J. Brown was just a tremendous receiver for them. Obviously, their number one guy. Um, there, I remember the first his breakout year, um, a few years ago, or only a couple years ago, probably I drafted him. Uh, I didn't draft him. I picked him up off waivers. And when I picked him up, he right away, he had two weeks in a row with like 50 points and like 45 points. He played it completely out of his mind, had like 200 yards and two, a few touchdowns played amazing. Um, and so, so I'll always remember that he played great for me. So, uh, I'm going to go with AJ Brown, but not specific, not specifically for that reason. When Julio Jones was on the Falcons with Matt Ryan, a guy who has a very big arm, maybe not the most accurate person, but can, but can throw the ball very well. Um, he also had Calvin Ridley on the other side of the field from him. Uh, Julio, everyone knows every safety, every nickel, uh, guard, uh, that has to guard a talented wide receiver like that knows with the beast that Julio Jones is and the effort that you're going to have to play to cover him. They always bring an extra safety up to double team Julio Jones to stop him from going deep and mossing you. Um, you know, it's very easy for Julio to do that. He's, a uh, uh, uh a different specimen on the football field and he's one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game and so they just know that he's a different beast so that leaves a lot of room for Calvin Ridley to just run straight down the middle of the field and create some open space for him and and Calvin Ridley that's why he is also uh, broken into that role of being a number one receiver it wasn't Calvin Julio the one and Calvin the two on the Falcons these past couple years they were very equal Calvin would get a lot more of touchdowns with the same amount of yards that Julio would be getting and Julio would be getting it nearly as many touchdowns. So Julio, so Calvin was a better receiver, uh, uh, fantasy uh, receiver for, um, if you were going to draft the, out of the two of them, let's be completely honest. Although you can never go wrong with Julio Jones cause he's amazing. That being said, AJ Brown was kind of the same thing. Ob he had Corey Davis in, uh, on his team and obviously Corey Davis isn't there anymore now. And he was replaced by Julio Jones, but Corey Davis isn't as good as Julio Jones. He will never be as good as Julio Jones, but it was kind of the same thing. Corey Davis is a little bit of a bigger receiver. Uh, he's not going deep every time, but he, but he's kind of coming up for those shorter routes. So a safety might come up and try to 
make sure that nothing, no move can get made. And that leaves a lot of room for AJ Brown to kind of go down the middle of the field and leave some room open for him. And I, and I guarantee it's going to be double as good for him this season with Julio Jones on the other side of the field. So that's why I'm going to go with AJ Brown. If you had to pick between the two of them, that being said, I don't know where Julio goes in the, in the draft. Now uh, he's 30 something years old. He's still playing amazing top-notch football. I, that being said, he's not AJ Brown fantasy level right now. So let's say if AJ Brown goes second, third round, maybe Julio's third or fourth just behind him, I think personally, but let's move on to the next question because when I get some, I, I got a bunch in here that I want to answer. Um, is Saquon Barkley still a first-round pick? I love this question because Saquon's obviously been dealing with injury the past few years, like bad. Uh, I drafted him a couple years ago. I got the first pick in the draft. I drafted him in, in my league with all my friends, and Saquon got injured. He he had a couple good games, 20 points, 20 points, got injured, um, and, and that hurt my season really bad. Um, and since then he came back last season. I don't know if he had a good game or not, or I don't remember. Maybe he had one game where he scored like five points and then went out with an injury towards ACL in like the first game right against the Steelers, I think, and went out for the rest of the season and hasn't played since I've been, uh, if you follow him on Instagram, which I do, and you see his pictures and you see him post on social media, you can see that he looks healthy. His his quads, you know, say quad, like he's, he looks healthy and he looks like he's, he's going to be ready to be back. I think of Saquon as like a Keenan Allen type player who every year, no matter how and in, what injury he might get, you know, you're always going to draft him in the first, second round, like, or not, sorry, maybe, sorry, you're probably not drafting Keenan Allen in the first round. But you know what I mean. He's always up there in the draft as as a top five, ten receiver. You're always drafting Keenan Allen in the second, third, fourth round. He's always going to be high in the draft. And I kind of picture Saquon the same way. He's just extremely talented. Like I said, like like Julio, just a different kind of a different kind of player, a uh, different kind of running back. So I don't know if he goes in the top three, top five like he used to. You know, when when we knew like his first season, when he was like, oh my god, this guy's going to be great. He's going to be really healthy. But uh. If if he falls and you can pick him up, like, I don't know, second round, third round, why not? I mean, Saquon is obviously going to be great, and hopefully this season he comes back healthy because I want to see a healthy Saquon Barkley. A healthy Saquon Barkley is like magic before your eyes. He's unbelievable as a player. But um, but is he a first-round pick? I don't know. I would say you have to see how your draft board is looking. And if you think he is truly the best player there, and if you have faith in him that he's going to be healthy, go for it 1,000%. But I genuinely can't say that he is because of everything that he's gone through. But he's definitely still up there in my book. When is the right time to draft a quarterback? Uh, That's a good question, but honestly, I don't think there's a bad time to take a quarterback you have Patrick Mahomes who's one of the who's who's the fantasy quarterback you got Kyler Murray Josh Allen Lamar Jackson when he's healthy uh Dak Prescott when he's healthy um guys that can just create plays for their team uh we got a lot of good uh and Herbert's up there probably now you got a lot of good uh fantasy quarterbacks um when they play their best game um that can go really high in the draft do I, I don't, I personally don't have a problem with taking a Patrick Mahomes. Let's say you have the eighth, ninth, 10th pick in the first round. All the best running backs went, maybe a couple receivers like a Tyreek Hill or someone or Devontae Adams, um, you know, they go off the board and you're like, damn, I really need 
uh, just a great player, someone who's never going to fail me when it comes to, you know, helps me each week and can keep me in the game. And that guy is Patrick Mahomes, right? Like if, if Patrick, who I'd Patrick Mahomes first, second, third round, take him. If he's on the board, he's unbelievable. I don't think there is a wrong time to really drop the quarterback. Who should be the first player off the draft board? Okay. So right off the bat, um, first pick in the draft, obviously, uh, in recent years, it's been, uh, Saquon, CMC, uh, Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, basically all the running backs, right? Um, that being said, this year, uh, last year, I actually, um, last year, I might have, I, I, last year, I got the first pick, too, in my fantasy. I didn't even, and I drafted McCaffrey. McCaffrey had three games where he played unbelievable, got injured, and was out the whole year, basically. I had, I've had bad luck when I get the first pick, unfortunately. But uh, but McCaffrey's still an unbelievable player. He's going to be back this season. He's going to play great. I already know it, knock on wood. But um, he's still definitely up there for the first pick. The second guy that I would probably say would be the best uh, option if you have the first pick in the draft would be Alvin Kamara. The only issue that with Alvin Kamara right now is that Michael Thomas was just announced that he's going to be out probably until November or December due to a ankle surgery that he had back in June uh, last month. So... Alvin Kamara is really the only guy there. Uh, they lost Jared Cook. They lost Michael Thomas. They don't have Drew Brees. So they have Jameis and they have Taysom. I don't know how that offense is going to look. This season is going to be a real testament to how Sean Payton can coach that team. If they can, if he can coach it good and they can uh, really have a good run this season and Kamara is still playing at a high level, then that's amazing. But I, I just know that Alvin Kamara is going to be taking a lot uh, trying to carry a lot on his back, a lot, a lot of weight in his shoulders, and I don't know if he's going to be able to handle it all, uh, because one player can only do so much. Even McCaffrey, when he got injured, and he was doing a lot, scoring 25, 30 points a game for fantasy. I mean, um, he still had Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. You know, he still had a lot of the talent around him, so, uh, so it wasn't difficult. But Tra- with Traquan Smith as your number one receiver right now in New Orleans, it's going to be hard for Alvin Kamara to do everything so um if he can props to him and, and I I hope he can but I don't, I don't know if he will but let's see what happens I generally don't know but I would say it's 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 between Alvin Kamara and, and Christian McCaffrey hopefully both players are healthy and both players are tremendous this season I, I expect them to be nothing less which rookies have the highest draft value so obviously um there are some rookies who, who you saw during the draft or, or who you saw in college and you're like, okay, these guys are going to be great in the NFL. There were also some other guys where you're like, I don't know how they're going to tra- how their skills are going to transfer over. Obviously there's guys like that every year that we saw, they said it about Lamar, they said it about Deshaun, you know, um, but there's a few guys that just really stand out to me. Uh, might sound a little biased at first, but trust me, I'm not. Um, it, it's just, it's just true. Uh, so which rookies have the highest draft value? Number one, that's Kyle Pitts. Uh, he's in Atlanta. Julio Jones isn't there anymore. He, you still have Matt Ryan throwing you the football, who loves to throw it in the middle of the field and throw it deep. You still got Calvin Ridley on one end and Hayden Hurst with you. You got Mike Davis, a big power back in the backfield, who's good for blocking as well. So uh, Kyle Pitts is going to um, definitely make some noise this season. Definitely uh, keep an eye out for him in your draft. I think he... Uh, it, it, uh, for at least for me, the way I see it, I do believe I think Kyle Pitts should be the first rookie t- you're taking off the board. Uh, I think he's going to be great. Um, second, Najee Harris out of, uh, out of Alabama, drafted uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, obviously, 
there's no real running back competition there right now. James Conner left. He went to Arizona, I believe. So Najee Harris, who I Jalen, who there was another running back, Samuels something, Jalen Samuels, maybe his name is. I don't remember. Uh, uh, Benny Snell's still there. He was good a little bit, but Najee Harris is the real guy. He's going to be the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he's going to play great. Uh, there could be a real argument for him or Pitts go being the first rookie off the board, but I would take Najee Harris in this draft. Obviously, the Steelers won 11 no last year. People are calling them the worst undefeated team ever. They ended up losing like all the rest of their games that season, and it proved because they just we realized. They weren't really good. They had an incredibly easy schedule. But Najee Harris, with everything that they've gone through with Big Ben still returning how he is, and I don't know. Uh, I don't really know the Steelers' future right now, but all I know is they got a very solid running back in Najee Harris. So definitely look out for him. You're drafting him and Kyle Pitts, definitely for sure. The third one, who might be a little bit of a sleeper, who I could see going later in the draft, and again, I'm not biased, is Jalen Waddle. And the reason I say that is because the Dolphins have definitely made some waves this offseason as well. Obviously, we got Tua here. We kept Miles Gaskin in the backfield, who maybe could be a breakout player in itself again this season, but we'll see. Um, we got Will Fuller on one end now. We still have Devontae Parker. And now we bring in um, uh, Jalen Waddle. Uh, Jalen Waddle uh, put him in the slot a little bit. We still got Gasecki. He's going to have a lot of room to... to to, to show off his skills and run down the field and make some make some plays for himself. Tua and him obviously have a very special connection, and I think that gives him a little bit of an edge against other uh, uh, rookie wide receivers who you might be taking a look at. So keep an eye out for Jalen Waddle. Pitts, Najee, Waddle, look out for uh, Pitts, Harris, Waddle, sorry. Uh, but, you know, I, I think those are the probably the three rookies you want to keep an eye out for. Last question here. Uh, to close out Adam's answers, is it worth drafting Aaron Rodgers this season with all the uncertainty surrounding his future? Extremely difficult question for me to answer. I, I kind of look at this Aaron Rodgers situation as a as a Antonio Brown situation. Kind of last season, we didn't know if Antonio Brown was going to play football again. He had a stint with the Patriots that uh, uh, for one game. Uh, he had and and he the Raiders obviously didn't work out. But everyone was still like, no, you still got to draft him. You still got to draft Antonio Brown this season, right? He didn't go early, but he drafted. He was drafted later. And then last season, we didn't know if he was going to sign with the Bucks or not. We didn't know what was going to happen with that. We didn't know what team was going to pull Antonio Brown in. But in my league, and I know a few others, people were drafting Antonio Brown in the last few rounds or in the middle of the draft. They just needed another receiver, hoping that he would play football sometime again. And he did, and he ended up playing football for the greatest quarterback of all time and the Super Bowl champions and and, and had some good numbers himself. Uh, you know, he wasn't, like, the third receiver on the team. Like, he was still putting up decent fantasy points to be considered a, a low-end wide receiver, too, I would say, or a flex. Uh, so, But but he, he was competing with Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin for a little bit as a star wide receiver for that team. So... Look out for Aaron Rodgers. If you need a quarterback in the later round and, and we're still unsure about his future in the few weeks when your drafts are probably coming up, keep him in mind. Keep him in the back of your head. The Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks to ever play the game of football, and that's why we look forward to to drafting him and having him, in our, having him on our fantasy team rosters every single season. That being said, don't know what's going to happen with Devontae Adams either, but as far as I know right now, keep him in your first round mock drafts and real drafts all right that's it for adam's answers let's move on that's it for episode 25 of make your point it's episode 25 it's a big milestone i'm sad that zach couldn't be here with me today i'm sad that no one else on the make your point crew could be here with me today but i'm excited that we get to put this episode out and that we still got to talk about a few of the things that are going on out there no matter how 
sad or about, or no matter how crazy things might seem right now in the sports world. I mean, um, we got a lot of stuff going on. The Olympics started today. It's Saturday, July 24th. Once again, uh, we'll see how, uh, how every country does and, and some of the superstars from around the world, uh, play this summer. Very excited to see them. Um, and honestly, right now I'm waiting for football season. That's all I'm waiting for. Very excited. And, uh, that's it for me, guys. We'll see you next time.